For Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our families together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. We want to thank Home Instead, our sponsor for this episode. Home Instead Senior Care provides trustworthy, kind-hearted senior home care services in your loved one's home. All caregivers are thoroughly screened, extensively trained, professional, and reliable. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care services to fit you and your family's needs. Now, I am so excited. We're calling this episode today uh, Myth Busting About Mentoring. Sorry, I had to think about it. That's a lot of M's for me. And I am really excited. I have Tony Johnson back on the show to share his wisdom today. I gave his bio on the episode we, we recorded that we called... Oh, dear. I know what I called it. Um, qualified. Or qualified to Mentor. That was the name of the other episode. And Tony just did a great job of it, talking about his own personal upbringing and some of the things he learned from his family. And he really addressed a lot of cool issues in that about um, how, to, how fathers and sons can relate to each other and, and how to recognize when a person in, say, the youth group or at your in your son or daughter's class, needs special attention, and then how to do that. So, Tony, I just want to tell you thank you so much for coming back on the show. Well, thank you for having me back, Kathy. And I want my readers, I mean my listeners to know, I do a column too, so sometimes I get confused. I want our listeners to know that you've written this amazing book called Me and My Boys, and it's available on Kindle and Amazon. It's very inexpensive, and it's not it's not a huge book. Like it is a page turner and you can read it really quickly. And it's really written. I just know you, Tony. I bet you had teachers in mind when you wrote it and parents because, <laughs> because I know how you are. And even in your, some of the advertising or the explanation on, on Amazon, I noticed it says, when you encounter school kids with disciplinary problems. And so I just want to mention to my listeners, you know, you, you served 13 years as a leader in your school district. You had a real job, and that was your hobby. So I've been, I've, I've seen your speech when you've been called upon to encourage all the teachers in their pre-school year training sessions, and you've given speeches for a thousand or so people in auditoriums. So you are a gifted speaker, one of my favorite. You've written this wonderful book, and the book is perfect for teachers it's it's the kind of thing you might want to give all your students parents at the middle of the year if you're a teacher like it'd be a great christmas gift to send home with all your students but i i'm going to tell you i love the book and i also felt very uncomfortable reading it because some of the things that i think keep me from mentoring you actually addressed very kindly in your book 
<laughs> well, thank you, Kathy. So that's why I'm calling this myth busting because one of my things is I have a really busy life. I have grandchildren. I have you know, philanthropies and charities that we try to be involved in volunteering and helping in this community. And not to mention all the social media and um, communications related things I do with my business and my job. So I think, how do you fit in? That's my first question. How do you find the time to mentor kids? Well, well, first of all, I have to be totally honest with you. And it's in the book as well. When I was called to become a mentor, a mentor at the, the school, local school, middle school, they were just starting up a program, and I, I only felt like you. I was too busy. I didn't want yeah. time. It was just wouldn't fit into my schedule. And I started finding excuses or trying to come up with excuses of not to mentor. Right. And, and so I can see that. Me, I mean, your yeah, life is – they asked me, they said, Tony, you know, we would like to have you. And my first question was, how many hours a week? Because that was my out. Right. And they said, oh, one hour a week. Oh, wow. That's amazing. One hour. And so then I come up with my mind that, you know, an hour a week is not going to be enough to change the life of kids that need mentoring. That's exactly what I was Kathy, thinking. Yeah. But, you know, Kathy, as I begin to mentor, I, I, it hit me one day that if the good Lord can take two fish and five loaves of bread and oh. feed a multitude, he can take one hour and change the life of a child. You're going to make me cry, Tony. <laughs> no, and once I encountered my first two mentees, oh. I have been mentoring ever since. And and you were even so, voted, Frankston, Texas voted you their mentor of the year one year. I mean, that's kind of amazing. Yes. It, it really was. And, again, one of the pr- assistant principals left here to complete the principal at Frankston. Uh, and he called me and asked me to mentor a kid. Now, I wasn't really into the traveling mentorship, but I was into mentoring, so it was worth the, the travel. Wow. But I'm telling you, it, it, it did make a difference. And this kid, I think, I wish I could have included him in the book. He required a little bit more more time and for the problems mm-hmm. that he had, but the progress that's made. And I think that's what keeps me going back is to seeing mm-hmm. the progress that these kids make. Now, that doesn't mean they don't have setbacks. You've gotten calls. Is a lot more than setbacks. I know you've gotten calls from the school because you talk about it in your book. And when the, when the, like how I, okay so here's my big objection my big myth is okay. i have children of my own and i don't i'm old i don't want to adopt any more children although i admire people who do adopt children at my age and i know people do but i don't want to do that I, that's such a big commitment and i feel like when you mentor i think i i hear that word mentor and what happens in my brain it gets translated to adopt so no and i and I'm glad you mentioned that because that is not what it is. It's, and this is how I had to look at it to make, for it to make sense to me. Okay. As a father, and as my sister and my brothers would have uh, young ladies and their daughters grow up, if I can impact oh. a young man to treat maybe my, niece, my nephew, nieces in a respectful way, 
that I've changed the lives of two people. Wow. And so oh my gosh. It, it has to be that much of an impact. And you have to look at it that way. It's not a an adoption. I, I don't go home with these kids. I don't provide them with clothing. But I provide them with a sense of being, a, a teaching that they can't get. And like I said, when I first started into this, I have to admit, and, and I'm, again, I admit it in the book, that I, as one lady told me, it was a, a, one of the counselors at a school I was speaking at said, you were profiling. And she's right. I was profiling. I had in my mind that these kids would look a certain way or be dressed a certain way. Oh. And that's when I realized that hurt has no look. These first oh. two young men that I encountered as a mentees, they were dressed and looked just like my kids. Oh. And so that's when I realized it. you don't have to be poor to be fatherless. You don't have to be... Um, Lower economic social to be to have not have a father in your life. Well, so I quote these kids I, really need some. I quoted you in the last episode, but I want to quote this little piece again. We have to realize that hurt and loneliness knows no race, creed, color, or economic status. I think we're really seeing that in the school systems, aren't we? Private or public, it doesn't really matter. We, we are You're rec- exactly right. We're recognizing that there's lots of kids out there that are hurting and they don't know how to get the attention they need, and so they're finding ways to get it that are very destructive. And I want to tell you a little bit about the program. Now, the kids have to volunteer to be mentored, and their parents have to sign an agreement to let them be mentored. Okay. So when you have a kid reaching out saying, I need a mentor, then that makes it a little bit more easier to know that, hey, this kid is going to be a little bit more acceptance yeah. of having a mentor. Do so you- it's not a you just go pick out. So I have a couple of questions that have to do with boundaries, and one of them has to do with, I don't want to forget my questions. I should write them down so I don't forget if we get off, if we start visiting. But one of them has to do with boundaries like, of course, my thing is, if I saw that somebody needed health care, that's one of the things that I worry about. Like, oh, I don't know if I could afford doctor's uh, bills for another child, or what if um, I have... uh, if the child needs um, food or clothing, I mean, I heard you say you're not buying them clothes, but my heart would want to buy them clothes. So we have about two minutes before the break, I think, if I'm correct. And um, what I want you to do is just kind of touch on that, and then we'll go to break, and we'll come back, and we'll talk some more about it. Okay. Quickly, I, I, the last thing you want to do is to interfere and become a substitute parent. You're not trying to take over the parent's job. The parents agree to let your kid be with you or their kid to be with you because they need things that a mother probably can give them at, that a father figure could. you got to be careful you don't step outside the bounds and start doing mm. the things that a mother would get offended by, that mm. you're trying to take over her responsibility. So that's where you have to be careful. Well, I just love that. Thank you so much for explaining that to me. I'm going to want to talk some more about the boundaries and and finding the right rhythm for for being involved in a 
child's life where you're building a friendship, but they're a younger person and there's just all kinds of boundaries I want to talk about there. So when we come back, Tony is going to give us a lot more information. I don't want to forget to mention that you can go to my Fireside Talk Radio at toginet or kathycraffy.com and hear this episode and more. We don't want to miss a moment at Fireside Talk Radio, so stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Chimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. I'm here with Mary Ottman, and I asked her to tell you about Water to Thrive. Water to Thrive builds wells and changes lives for people living in rural villages in Africa. Waterborne illnesses have killed more people than all of the armed conflicts combined since World War II. In fact, 5,000 children under the age of five die each day from waterborne diseases. Since 2008, Water to Thrive has built 750 wells, benefiting 400,000 people. You can make a difference by donating at www.watertothrive.org. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu? Whenever. It's home, where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hey, welcome back. We're talking with Tony Johnson about mentoring, and we're myth-busting. And, man, I'm getting my toes stepped on, Tony, but I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I I wanted to start, before we went to break, we were talking about some of the misconceptions and the boundaries. And one of the big boundaries in my mind is, okay, so 
your boys, the kids you in your book, you called it Me and My Boys. And when I saw the title, I knew you only had one son. So I was like, what is this book about? What has Tony written? <laughs> I couldn't wait to read it. And when I, when I got into it, I was like, I just love this. And you myth bust a lot in that book in a really sweet way. There's no, it's not preachy at all. It just made me want to mentor, honestly. It, it showed me that it's not as big a task as I thought, that I have the right heart for that. And so what I wanted to ask you about next, though, is girls need father figures, too. And yet, as like if my husband wanted to mentor, he would never even consider mentoring a girl because... Our culture's gotten so sick and twisted that we can't even spend time with, I mean, we have to be careful spending time with anybody nowadays. So talk to me a little bit about how you manage those boundaries. Well, and you're exactly right. And that's a sad part about the mentoring sometimes. But what I do, the mentoring program normally has a lady that's mentoring girls. Okay. The 30 minutes, uh, the hour a week that you would spend, it's normally during those kids' lunch hours. And so I would try to get with a a female mentor and sit down with my mentor, her mentor. And so you create a family atmosphere. You got a a man and a woman. You got the kids. They can interact. They can talk. She can, the, the young lady can ask questions. From a father's perspective, you can give her those answers. And then both kids are being helped because wow. the myth is, is that only guys need father figures. And a father figure is needed most because I would say normally the mother is the one that's always there with the kids. Yes. So sometimes dad, dad, you know, a lot of things happen with dad. And so those things, dad is the one that's going away. So they miss that. Mm-hmm. But you can still bring that together without being alone with the individual. You know, I, but I, I, I think the important part is that they need that as well. I think one of the most uh, heart rendering things that I hear from my girlfriends uh, that are my age and younger is how as single moms, they're just I mean, I get emails from single moms all the time that are my age and they're sharing advice on how to navigate having no father in the home, which I have some great advice about that from women that I will share anonymously eventually. But but in the meantime, I do know they're just suffering looking for family for men that will step in and help mentor their kids. I'm imagining that picture of the sort of quasi family unit where the kids can do you correct them if they say something disrespectful to each other, or how do you handle that? Now, I do. I, but I think it's, it's, it's the first meeting that you set your boundaries with, okay. with my boys. And the reason, can I explain the reason I call them my boys? Yes. Those, nobody would ever call me and tell me that Danny or Wade or any of those kids named in the book was in trouble. They would just say my boys. It they could call be it, one, it could be three. They would just say, your boys are in trouble. Oh, I get a pr- text, your boys are in trouble. <laughs> so <laughs> I never got were, a text saying they were doing good. Oh, that <laughs> but, is hilarious. So that's how it became me and my boys. So whether whether you liked it or not, the, the principal and the administration, the teachers, they were, they were thinking you were the adoptive parent. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful so, that... That you had boundaries, and yet you had that affection to go ahead and receive that 
title. I love one that, my, actually. Yeah, the, the first boundary I set, and then that was the very first meeting, is that you do nothing to embarrass me, and I do nothing to embarrass you. Oh. And when they go out of those, when they would go to ISS or when they would get in trouble, after how you doing, the question is, I thought we had an agreement. Oh. Why did you... Why did you go out agreement? I've done nothing to embarrass you. And you hold them accountable oh. at such a young age of making sure that they keep their promise. Oh, I love that. So, so, yeah, so that's kind of how it works. So when you're sitting at a table with another mentor and she has her mentee there and the your, one of your boys, your boys, which I love the way that makes it sound like, so there's such a sense of belonging with that pronoun. But one of your boys says something rude, and you're not going to embarrass him, but how do you correct him gently? You would just look him straight in the eye and say, that's not appropriate. We're not going to do that here. Now okay. you turn around and you apologize to her. And just you like, make him re- respect her. You're, you're, it's almost raising them without taking them home. You know, it's yeah. almost adopting me, as you put it, without taking them home. But again, yeah. I go back to they won't discipline yeah. kids that are disciplined kids that that have a uh, schedule that you got to be home by a certain time translate into being loved yes that's how other kids see it you know my parents kids that can hang out my parents did such a they did try so hard to teach me all the proper etiquette and i do think i'm a social I'm socially inept, but I'm still grateful when people help me because I honestly don't know any different. You know, sometimes I make a mistake and I don't even know I've done anything wrong. So when somebody tells me, oh, that was kind of dorky, you probably shouldn't have said it that way. I actually appreciate that kind of correction, even as an adult, an older adult. Right. And I would do simple things of making sure that he held that door open for the the lady mentor and and the young lady that was being mentored. And so we teach those kind of things. And if they never did it again, they would always do it in my presence. Oh, so that's so one cool. One day, yeah. And so you just hold them accountable to the things that you want them to do. Now, uh, again, doesn't mean that every every day is going to be. But it's like raising kids. Every day is not a not a not the best day in the world. And, okay, so and moms. Single moms I know that have sons, they're looking for a father figure for that boy. And I'm hearing you say that you think it's just as important for their daughters to have a father figure. So how do you, in one hour, when you're mentoring somebody, and and she's actually the mentee of somebody else, what do you focus on in a young girl's life if you know you're going to get to spend an hour with them and, and you know you want to give her a picture of what a loving father looks like? Well, you give her father ideas. You give her the same thing a father would tell you. And you would talk about, you know, uh, let's say, do you have a, a, a friend, a boyfriend, if you will, and make sure that he treats you right. Make sure that you're honest and, and require him to be honest. Make sure that you don't do things that would embarrass your mom, that if your mom walked into a room, that she would be happy to see you there. Those are the kind of things that you – you're really reinforcing mother ideals because that's what a, really a, a husband and wife does. My wife mm-hmm. reinforces what we want done, and I reinforce what she wants done. So there is no difference in what – and our kids looking and saying, well, I can get away with this with mom, but I get away with this with dad. 
we, mm. we, we've got to stay on the same page. So you try to reinforce things that the parent says, because your parents will tell you, hey, mm-hmm. she's doing this mm-hmm. or he's doing this, and this is what we need some work on. So you just focus on those areas that the mom or the that's already trying to instill in the in both the young man and the young lady. You know, you brought up your wife and how y'all support each other and back have each other's backs. You you are united in the way you discipline your own kids. And so since you brought up Esther, I'm gonna say I know few women that pray like her. And so talk to me a little bit about how prayer, you're spending an hour with your boys during the week, but then tell me how prayer kind of complements that. Well, first of all, prayer at home gives me the wisdom to to know what to say and do with those boys. But, you know, Kathy, I really, when we eat, I would go to, like I said, we'd go to lunch, and first time we'd go, I would pray. Then I would require them to pray. Ooh. They would bless the food. Yeah, I'm telling you. And some of them are a little bit embarrassed at first, but you let them know that, hey, I don't care what you say. This is what we're going to do. And they become, they love it. They enjoy it because they feel a part of something. I'll quickly tell you a couple about a couple of boys. One of the boys' father went to prison and passed away while in prison. Had another young man that his Dad, the last time he was had seen his dad was when he was six years old. He's now twelve at that time twelve, and the biggest memory he had of his dad is his dad did not show up at his sixth, sixth birthday party as he promised. Uh, you know, Tony, That's I it. only ha- I have two minutes, so I'm going to interrupt you. I don't want okay. people to miss a chance to get your book, and then I want you to give me your punchline on those stories. the The book is "Me and My Boys" by Tony Johnson, and you can get it on Kindle or Amazon.com. And it is less than ten dollars, and it will change your life, and it won't put a guilt trip on you. It'll just give you a tool to pass on to others or to take into your own heart and make you more effective with kids when you see that they need coaching. Okay, Tony. You've got about a minute. Give me some wisdom in a minute. <laughs> okay, well, I'll quickly give you what I have. Okay. It'll probably take only a minute to do. But all these kids that I've mentored over the years, and I think they go with every kid that anybody's mentored. I, I liken them to my grandmother's fried pies. My grandmother <laughs> used to cook fried pies. Sometimes they would burn on the outside. Sometimes they would burn on the other side. But when she gave it to me, I could care less what it looked like because I knew the best part was beneath the crust. And with these kids, the best part, I don't care what home they come from, where where they were raised, black, white, the best part of these kids is beneath the crust. And that's what we have to get through first. So once we bust the crust, we can get to the heart. And that's how you change life. Okay, my listeners, Tony Johnson is available as a speaker, and he's a fabulous speaker. So don't forget about him at your next event or gala. His book makes a great party favor. If you'd like to know more about Tony or about my sponsor today, Home Instead, or if you want to recommend a guest for a future show, just contact me at Kathy Craffy. That's Kathy with a C, K-R-A-F as in Frank, V as in Victor, E as in Edward dot com. Thank you for joining us today at Camp Crafty Fireside Talk Radio, where we ponder all the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts. Truth with a Texas Twain, spoken here. <laughs>